You're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, The Twelve Days of Crusadeness, 2019. The first day of Christmas my true love brought to me, a partridge in a pear tree. The second day of Christmas my true love brought to me, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. The third day of Christmas my true love brought to me, Three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fourth day of Christmas my true love brought to me, Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fifth day of Christmas my true love brought to me, Five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge. Ten hairheads hammering by me, Sky Striker. Hello, and welcome to the tenth installment of the Twelve Days of Crusadeness, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The Twelve Days of Crusadeness is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each of the 12 Days of Crusadeness will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Jingling All The Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. And that's me. (laughs) You're one of our co-hosts. The gifts are all gone. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I'm the other one. I minus it. (laughs) Until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this 10th day of Crusademus, Jason Albrick, a.k.a. Weasel Skull. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. We'll start off with the founder of the Longbox crew, the man, the myth, the legend, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. And how are you this holiday season, DJ Cristados? Oh, Jason, I am doing good. It's so good to be around the fire with just the four of us. Oh, it's nice and warm and cozy. I know I can stretch out a little bit. Reminds me of Christmas's past. Mm, How so? Well, you know, it was just the four of us when we first started doing Crusade Miss and we had the mistletoe. We had a little warm uh, hot toddies, they call it, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, A little little smoking from our pipes and, oh. Mary Jane passed out in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Here's the season to be Molly. Didn't work out too well for us. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that I hear over there? Why, it's our one and only Delvin Williams, a.k.a. The Dark Web. How are you this Christmas season, Delvin? I'm great, Jason. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, too. So I have a pretty good idea that I am going to start a chain of Chinese restaurants around the country, and they only open on Christmas Day. You might have something there. Yeah, I think I can make a pretty decent, you know, ransom there. So one day of profit, but boy, that day is a big day. Break it in. Don't want Christmas dinner, you know, come to my place with some Chinese food. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Does it offer soy garlic wings? Ooh. Ooh. Soy garlic. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. I mean, since I'm making this up, heck yes. <laughs> Ooh, I'm there. <laughs> Well, that leaves just one final member of our Longbox crew, 
And that's my brother from my actual mother, Jared Albrick, a.k.a. Yard Sale Artist. How are you today, this Christmas season, oh brother mine? Oh man, doing good. I'm just happy to be in this time of year when it's peace on earth and goodwill towards men and everyone's a little brighter and everyone's heart is a little fuller and it's a season for giving. Clinton! Clinton's at the... Clinton, get your back in the basement! We're supposed to pull up the steps when we close the door. I hear I hear Keep... Pound on it one more time. Pound on it one more time. If that son of a bitch doesn't stop pounding, I've got to hang over. I'm sorry, Sean. We're all... It's enough, Clinton. Anyway, it's the time of men being kind to men. Yes. And it's the season of giving. Yeah, now shut the up. <laughs> I miss this. It's just, I miss the four of us just around this fire. <laughs> just around the fire. It's so many memories. Yeah. So Before many Clinton memories. showed up and ruined it. He probably wants food or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tell him he's got to do another. Tell him to uh, put the lotion on first. <laughs> <laughs> Rubs the lotion on his body. It knows what it's supposed to do. I know this is not my episode, but I want to follow up question on what Delvin said. Anybody here ever done the Chinese food on Christmas Day? Because I have, and I'm interested to see if anybody else has. Jason, have you done Chinese restaurant Christmas Day? No, I've not done Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day. I've done a lot of Christmas dinners in the field or overseas uh, with the military, which is always a fun experience. But mm. never the never the Chinese. You know. Yeah, yeah, I've had one of those. DJ Cristados, Christmas? No, nope. no, no Chinese Christmas. What about you, Delvin? Uh, no Chinese Christmas. The closest or the craziest thing that I did on Christmas was on Ascension Island, where the movers had a Pants and Peaks party. Uh, and if, if you don't speak uh, British, that means just wearing underwear and hats. <laughs> so there was the commander of, uh, of the American base on Ascension Island. And I come down there sitting there all in their freaking boxers in their hats, you know, the big stupid sign that says Pants and Peaks Party. And I sat there and I kind of looked for a second like, am I going to do this? Am I actually? I guess I'm doing it. And, and so I sat out there with him with my freaking hat on and my freaking boxers and made some new friends that day. I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those days where being fit like Delvin is really pays off. <laughs> Connery, you ever walk around just your underwear? <laughs> doing Perhaps right a terry cloth onesie? <laughs> I rocked the shit out of a terry cloth onesie. <laughs> All right. Oh, now you just spoiled my Christmas present for everybody. <laughs> terry cloth onesies. Yeah, baby blue. I'd rock a terry cloth. <laughs> we might have gotten off the track of what we're here to do. Anyway, so let's take a look at what I have gift wrapped in the stocking. Oh. As you heard in the singing intro, today is 10 Hammerheads Hammering, which means we're unwrapping... James Bond Hammerhead number one from Dynamite Comics in 2016. So the character of James Bond was, of course, introduced by Ian Fleming in his novel Casino Royale way back in 1953. And then in 1962, James Bond began his journey into immortality on the silver screen as he was portrayed by Sir Sean Connery, goddamn right, (laughs) in Dr. No. The James Bond novels have been told in comic strips. Some of the films have been retold in comic book format, and there have even been a handful of comic miniseries featuring Agent 007. But in 2015, comic book legend Warren Ellis 
launched a new James Bond miniseries titled Varger. And Varger launched a new series of James Bond comics under the Dynamite umbrella. So these are all self-contained stories. They usually run around no more than six issues, sometimes a little shorter, sometimes a little longer, a couple one-shots. And they're all helmed by different creative teams. And Hammerhead was scripted by Eisner Award winner Andy Diggle with art from Luca Casanluguida. Diggle is a well-established comic book writer. He's maybe best known for his work on DC's Green Arrow Year One and The Losers. And The Green Arrow uh, was, of course, um, made into a hit television series show for the WB. And The Losers was made into a motion picture. And in Hammerhead, he brings his ability to tell a compelling adventure story to the fore. Now, the artist, Luca Casaluguida, he's more of an up-and-coming artist, and that's kind of what Dynamite Comics is known for. They look for new young talent out there. And he's right now best known in Italy for his works on uh, Dylan Dog and a series called Orfani. And I thought his pencils and his panel layouts really complement Ellis's writing brilliantly in the series. So it's pretty easy for me to sum up why I love the book. I mean, I've told the story before. I must have been about seven years old when I first saw Thunderball on television. And I really loved it. Begged my parents to let me stay up and watch every 007 movie that came on TV. Then when I was 10, I got to see Bond on the big screen for the first time when my folks took me to see Free Your Eyes Only. And then I got the Marvel Comics adaptation of the film, which I, I quite literally wore the cover off of that book. I mean, I'd go out and, I'd, and Jared would do it with me sometimes. We would reenact panel by panel every scene from the movie. So now, thanks to Dynamite Comics... I've been treated to some terrific James Bond stories and comic book format, and I think Hammerhead is one of the best. It has all the terrific action and rich characters of the film franchise, and it's got a nice blend of mystery and intrigue throughout the series. So with that, I'll pass it around the campfire and just ask the fellas, and starting with Delvin, have you ever read any of the James Bond comics? You literally read one yesterday. <laughs> well, how about we do this? Since I know that all of you have read at least one James Bond comic, you know, Dynamite is renowned for bringing a lot of characters from the silver and, and the television screen into comic book form. There's Battlestar Galactica, Zorro, Sherlock Holmes, there's Lone Ranger, Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon. Delvin, have you ever read any of the Dynamite series at all? I believe we got a Christmas present from Ruth and Darren. Uh, mm -hmm. who gave us a Sherlock Holmes trade paperback. So there is that. Good. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday for Crusade Miss, I also picked up a M one-shot through Dynamite for Comic Book Day that happens every year now, usually in conjunction with a Marvel movie. So, yeah, I am familiar enough with the format now that I have an understanding of what Dynamite is about and how they present these characters. Terrific. Pat, what about you? Yeah, like Delvin said, I have the one that Ruth and Darren uh, graciously gave us. So thank you, Ruth and Darren. A shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome. And then I also have a Flash Gordon one, too, that uh, I was acquired by you, Jason. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Forgot about the Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested, though, in the Lone Ranger. Because mm -hmm. it's been a long time since when I was a wee lad. I think I had a few Long Ranger comic books. I know I had some coloring books as well. And just back then, you know, he was the man. So I wouldn't mind uh, reading those. I've heard some good things about one of the, I think, the, the newer series like that. I heard that it was pretty good. Yeah, to be honest, I was going through my box trying to get to find the comic. And I stumbled across my Lone Ranger collection. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, this was good. This was really good. But what about 
about you, Jared? Any uh, dynamite adventures? Actually, I'm fish hooking you here because I know you love the James Bond ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm biting at the hook. Yeah, I've bought every single issue of the James Bond series since it came out. I would say the overall of all the different series, they've been hit and miss. The vast majority hits. I can only think of one or two that I was like, eh, okay, you know, body. <laughs> Body. And, uh, and, but yeah, I've really enjoyed them. I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm interested in the Lone Ranger. I always had this idea of if they would give me the property and let me write it, I'd put them on a team of six or seven and call it the Lone Rangers. They wouldn't be alone, though. There you go. Yeah, that's the joke. You got the joke. Okay. <laughs> would they make one big <laughs> Lone Ranger? <laughs> I just paused. I was like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Should we point out the flaw in this spirit? <laughs> I'm glad. I was making sure I was paying attention. But yes, uh, in summary, Jason, I like what Dynamite does with the properties that they pull in. I have been bugging the heck out of them on Twitter for about two years now, begging them to let Van Allen Plexico write a Quantum Leap series with them. And I would be more than happy to do the inking, the cover work, whatever it takes to make that happen. I'd pay good money. I appreciate that. See, you hear that, Dynamite? My brother would buy a copy. You listen to Dynamite? Copy. That's one. Delvin and Pat are still thinking about it. Because <laughs> they're on the fence. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thanks, fellas. So for today's episode, I asked the boys to read Hammerhead number one uh, because it all starts here. If you think of this as a James Bond movie, then this issue one gives us pretty much the pre-credit sequence, Bond's mission brief with him, the introduction to the Bond girl, and it leaves us set up for the next action scene. So I thought this one issue really was a good light the fuse sort of for the series. Quick synopsis, it goes a little something like this. So while on an assignment to stop a hacker in Venezuela, James Bond gets more than he bargained for when a mysterious entity named Kraken alerts the hacker and his goons to 007's presence. After a brutal firefight, James tries to interrogate the hacker, only to discover to his horror that the villain has an explosive collar around his neck. The collar detonates, killing the hacker and forestalling any chance Bond has to get information. And upon returning to MI6 headquarters, Bond discovers that M is less than pleased by his performance in the field. Revealing to 007 that the hacker was targeting a British arms corporation responsible for providing weapons to the British government, M sends Bond to Dubai to protect CEO Lord Hunt and his beautiful daughter Victoria. No sooner have Bond and Victoria linked up at an arms bazaar in Dubai when a mysterious stranger begins eavesdropping into their conversation. And that pretty much ends the first issue. Pretty lean and to the point. And let's see what the fellows have to think about it. So Delvin, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts? On issue one. Interesting. The artwork was very good. I enjoyed the artwork. It was very fun. Bond stood out. Every character looked distinct and had a good look of their own. The story, as you mentioned, was very quick, but good and definitely plot filled. For whatever reason, probably due to my spidey bias, I was thinking that Hammerhead was going to be a person. And not say a big honking gigantic railgun that could shoot nuclear weapons. That sounds terrifying. So you've already got your your specter there, no pun intended. You have the whole mystery forming and it's intriguing. It captured my attention. Now, Pat, did you think Hammerhead was a creature at Moss Eisley Casino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cantina there. Uh but that's a good one too. I was 
kind of on what Delvin was thinking. I'm like, oh, Hammerhead. Where, where are we reading? Why is Jane Bond going against Hammerhead? Is he a big guy with a forehead or what? <laughs> um, well, did you like the series or did you like the issue overall? Definitely enjoyed this issue. Like Delvin said, it brought you in. It was intriguing. You had mentioned it too. It was just like watching a James Bond movie. I know a little bit about James Bond now. <laughs> you know, a little bit. 20, 20 several tw- movies. 21 issues that their yeah. episodes did to it. <laughs> so I think the way they did the beginning with, with him going against this hacker, the, you know, dropping from the sky, taking people out and just being Bond was really cool. And it just brought me in. I'm like, okay, this is Bond. This is what I'm looking for. This is the first issue. It's going through the steps here. I was waiting for like a like a splash page or something of James Bond, Hammerhead. And, you know, right after that part end, and then it goes into him talking with M. And then you got to see Money Penny as well, too. So, yeah, they started bringing in the different characters. I, I had really enjoyed it. And then just how it just kind of left off with, I, I don't know if this girl he meets up with is something going on with her. It will be. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I don't know it. But I'm, I'm just gonna assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if she's playing him too, or you know. I'm kind of leery after watching Electra. Uh, yeah, mm. is she a good girl? Is you've she learned your girl? lessons, double yeah. O's. <laughs> learned your lessons. Never trust a big button to smile. Yeah, that girl, poison, poison. No, I. I enjoyed the artwork in it as well too. So uh, I definitely uh, enjoyed this read. And it wasn't, I was thinking it was going to be long too, and it wasn't. Read it pretty quick, so. Good, good. Well, I'm glad that you liked it as well. Well, that just leaves Jared, and I think I got I brought in a ringer on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jared, is... let's just go through the motions. Tell me what you thought. <laughs> well, actually, I want to start with a question to Pat. Pat, so you read the regular issue, right? Yes. From the moment the guy explodes, James Bond is laying there, kind of bleeding from the lip. It goes right from there to MI6. Yes. On the very next page. The very the, next page. I is, thought so. I'm reading London, it out of yeah. the um, hardcover trade that they made mm-hmm. of it. And they do a really cool thing. They do exactly what you're looking for. They go right from that pre-tile sequence to they do. And, I, and I'm yeah, showing it on the camera. So for. you guys on oh. the recording can't hear it. But they do like the covers gallery with all oh, the credits. Cool. So it's like an opening. It's like oh, an opening credit. That's oh, that's cool. really cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's like six different images that you scroll through while you read the credits. Very clever, yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. That Sold. Been cool. Yeah, Sold. yeah. Get the hardcovers; they're very affordable. They got a twenty four ninety nine cover price, and I want to say I was getting them for less than twenty bucks a pop on Amazon, brand new. Get you these James Bonds now, Jason. You'd have to remind me. Maybe remember, maybe you don't. I want to say this is the third arc. I want to say it went Varger, Eidolon, Hammerhead. You are right. I looked it up the other day just to see which which arc it was, and then just the third arc. And how and many issues are, is in this one? About six, six, six four, six, six, uh, six, six. So six, okay. four, six, five. A number between four and six. <laughs> you minus it, Pat. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Say eight, and you might have to minus it a little. Uh, I, my spider sense says it's six. I'm almost positive it is. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure six is right. So anyway, they launched Varger, which was amazing. And then they launched Eidolon, which was a direct sequel to Varger. And then this was the third book. It's not a direct sequel to the to the first two. And since then, they've done, I want to say, probably four more story arcs somewhere in there. And is it the same characters as well? Yes. M and Money Penny and yes. all that? Okay. Yes, they stick mm-hmm. with the core characters, but they just self-contained story arcs. In my opinion, this Hammerhead one is the best one. Mm-hmm. Jason made an excellent selection. And they're all good. I would say the weakest link in the chain is, was the one called The Body. 
Mm-hmm. It was a little scatterbrained for me. It's the only one I didn't buy the hardback of, but I did buy all the individual issues because I subscribed to it. Delvin's right. The art is incredible and dynamic, and it's not like anything I've ever really seen before. The coloring work is mwah. I'm not, I don't remember who did the colors on it, but they did a darn good job. The writing is intriguing. I love the opening scene where Bond comes in, all action. Mm-hmm. Then you get the mission brief. I like the way they characterize M. He's very M-like. You no nonsense. Can, you could take it, even though he doesn't look. I mean, this this is an African-American dude in probably his 50s. You could pluck him out and put Bernard Lee in there <laughs> from the movie, and it yeah. would play yep. perfect. Yeah. They got the character is what I'm trying to say. Art's great. Story's great. Suspense is great. Pre-credit sequence is great. The whole Hammerhead story arc is great. Jason, look for a lot of candy canes for me later on. All right. Well, I'm liking how this is uh, lining up here. So I guess it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. So you got your 12 candy canes, 12. (laughs) Give me all 12 and you're extremely interested. You're going to go out and look for the rest of the series. One, you have no interest at all. We wasted your evening here. Waste of time. With that in mind, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? And we'll start it off with Pat. I'm going to give it 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it, it deserves it. It's, you know, the story it had me as part of a, a bond. I'm interested in how the rest of the story goes. So, yep, I'll be looking for these. That's great, Pat Sky Striker. Delvin, <laughs> how many kid kids are you looking? Well, I was told at the start of this show before we started airing that I had to give it at least a 10. <laughs> um, the, the reasons why you know what you did I, I do know what I did but no one else has to know it <laughs> uh, just us four I will keep it out of ten I, I liked it a lot there was nothing bad that I have to say about it if the rest of the series were placed in front of me I would get it if I happened to walk through a comic book shop, which I haven't done in some time, and I saw it, I would consider picking it up and helping out that comic book shop. Support your comic book shops, people. Mm-hmm. So if Delvin give it a 10, if I give it 11, will you give me a little extra, you know, in our rookie agents? Will you give me a little of this? <laughs> I already Let's give see. you the answers ahead of time. <laughs> It's not our fault. I can't remember. I know. I can't understand how you keep oh. losing. Yeah, the answer's ahead of time. Oh, Fine. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm lowering my number then. <laughs> Too late. I've already recorded it. Jared, mm. bring us home. You know I will. Give me the those first, candy canes. The first thing I want to say is Chris Blythe is the name of the colorist. I wanted to get his name in there because it's the coloring is so good. So good job, Chris Blythe. And as to my candy canes, Jason, I subscribed to this book. And so I have all the individual issues. And then I went out and bought the hardcover. So let's be honest. That's a 12 candy caner. I'm buying, it. Candy I'm buying it over and over again. If I saw single issues of this in a dollar bin, you bet your bippy. I'm using strong language here, but you can bet your Easy. bippy. Whoa, whoa. That I would whoa. pick them up. Even though I already own them, I would buy them just to give away to like Delvin Pat. I'm always sending some of these extra issues to Van Plexico, our friend from the Honor Majesty Secret Podcast Network. So. Hammerhead. You just gotta rescue them from the dollar bin. Yeah, exactly. I'm not letting these bad boys sit in a dollar bin. You can forget all about that. So, it, long story short, Jason, you plus it. 12 candy oh, canes. Right. 
Got it. Candy cane. Woo! So I did okay this year. Guess yeah. I made up from uh, what I bring last time. Was it Red Star or something? <laughs> we prefer not to mention them. Uh, those are dark days. Dark days. <laughs> We've got the red star on the top of our tree over there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll wrap this up and give one last recommendation for the series. This series by Dynamite blends the action from the screen with the flavor from the novels. And I think that is delicious. Mm-hmm. Diggle's storytelling chops match up well with Casala Guida's pencils. You find yourself flying through the book. You guys know I like the humor, heart, spectacle, and art, and all four are on display here. You got a little touch of humor there with the scene with Bond and being in the doghouse and having to fly coach to Dubai. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he booked a coach. <laughs> yeah. He's in a dog house. (laughs) (laughs) I liked a lot of the heart, the talk again, back and forth between him and and Bond. One of the things that I really liked also in the opening scene is when he comes in and and, uh, they're trying to give him instructions. He's like, ceasing communications <laughs> just, yeah he's just heading out it's like don't tell me what to do i know I, you know i know what i'm doing out here spectacle i don't think we need to get into that opened up with a great action scene and we've already talked about the art so i think it just hit all the the right numbers uh for me and as we talked about before you can still get the back issues of hammerhead relatively affordable if you want to go on ebay and, and get the individual issues but like jared said there's a hardcover collected edition it's less than 20 bucks I looked at Amazon yesterday yeah, for like $17.99. And then as Jared pointed out to us on this episode, you get a little extra bonus uh, panels in there too if you get the hardcover edition. So it might be a good investment. Mm-hmm. It's sketch layouts, stuff in the back. It's cool bonuses. Totally right. worth it. Have we recommended this enough? <laughs> I don't know if we have. Well, no, I'm, as soon as we're done here, I'm getting on Amazon and get my copy of <laughs> Get the hardcover. First stop, patreon.com to join the Crusaders Club. And then, I'm talking so, to the audience, Jason. I was going to say, I was getting all excited. You're going to join the Crusaders Club. <laughs> First go patreon.com, join the Crusaders Club for as low as a dollar a month, and then you'll get this. That's right, Sky Striker. <laughs> all right, so that will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusaders. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at all at Longbox Crusade. You can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com, and we'll compile all the feedback for the 12 days of Crusademus, all 12 days, and we'll cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. And if you're loving Crusademus, you didn't get a chance to listen to us last year. If you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all 12 episodes of Crusademus 2018. And if you keep on moonwalking back, you'll get all the way to 2017 and you can listen to Crusademus 2017 as well. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. And Until then, DJ Cristados, go sober up Sean Connery, get him back to his room, and play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wicked, 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 wicked. Scooter? Yes, ma'am. Gonzo? Check. Robin? Yes, Miss Piggy. This is what we're going to sing. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Nice. Please do put the penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got the penny, a head penny will do. If you haven't got the head penny, then God bless you. Good. Mm -hmm. Now, Scooter, Uh you come.
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten past you. Ah, dragon. <laughs> In the past. <laughs> Sharing with you some... Christmas is coming. Is Drop a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, then a penny will do. If you if haven't you got a penny, then God bless you. Two uh, Christmas presents enter. <laughs> one Christmas present leaves. <laughs> Two presents enter. One present leaves. Leave. Two presents <laughs> enter. One present leaves. <laughs> it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. <laughs> it ain't about how hard. It ain't about how good you rap. It's how good the presents you get wrapped. <laughs> That's how presents are done. It's a street fight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad I don't have to edit this. <laughs> Hotcakes. 